welcome to another episode of Ryan's Method Passive Income Podcast. Here's your host, Ryan Hogue. Hey guys, in today's video, I want to talk about why print-on-demand sellers with new product submissions in 2023 may be lacking sales. Of course, along the way, I want to offer some insights into how we can increase our sales, but this is mainly focused on five reasons that I wrote down that I think are really common amongst new product submissions, and it's not necessarily anything you did wrong. Sometimes you just got to step back and accept what's true as the truth, and that's what we're going to talk about today in this video, so let's get right to it. The first thing that popped up into my mind is something you've heard me talk about before. It is that whether we're talking about Amazon, whether we're talking about Etsy, whether we're talking about Redbubble, it doesn't really change from platform to platform. When you submit a new print-on-demand product, the algorithm that dictates what people see when they go to that marketplace and do a keyword search, it doesn't know what the primary keywords associated with our product listing are. Even if the primary keywords are the only keywords that we included in our product listing, which would imply you did it in the title, uh, it still doesn't know with a high degree of certainty that those keywords are what a customer would associate with our product. We oftentimes as the sellers don't truly know. This is why you can do things like data mine a website like Amazon or Etsy for keywords by running auto campaigns and just letting the algorithm kind of figure out what keywords are going to perform well that drive traffic to our listings that get both clicks and orders. All right. It's one thing to get clicks. It's another to also then convert and get an order. They sound similar, but they are a little bit different. So first and foremost, what are the keywords associated with this product listing Because sometimes people upload a shirt or a design and they say it's one thing, but it's not in fact performing on those keywords. And the algorithm has to figure all this out at scale behind the scenes for us, okay? Now, speaking of the difference between getting clicks and getting orders, the algorithm also doesn't trust our product quality. When we submit new listings, and remember, this is a 2023 video, so this implies, you know, it's only February, We're talking about new product submissions that we've been trying to sell on Amazon, Amazon Merch, Etsy, eBay. It doesn't really change platform to platform. We're just stepping back and acknowledging what's true about these listings. They're new, okay? And when they're new, the algorithm doesn't know the keywords. They don't know the quality. The lack of sales implies a lack of trust in both when do we show this product to customers based on what they searched and then based on those metrics, once we think we start, started figuring out the keywords, is it performing? Is it not only getting clicked, but is it getting ordered? If it's not getting ordered, it could be anything. It could be the quality of your design. It could be how much does your design appeal to people in this niche based on, again, the primary keywords. It's not always about the uh, specific keywords that are associated with a design because that could be a sub-niche of a parent niche. It's like saying you know, oh, Valentine's Day is coming up, so you're indexed on Valentine's Day shirt, but you may have a Valentine's Day shirt design that's only appealing to um, boys, but not girls. So it's like, okay, Valentine's Day shirt for boys might be your actual primary keywords, but it might not figure that out until it's showing your product when people search for Valentine's Day shirt, and 
realizing that this is a high quality product for people that are looking for Valentine's Day shirt for boys as an additional long tail keywords and not necessarily Valentine's Day shirt for girls. Uh, it's going to perform really well on one set of long tail keywords and really poorly on the other set of related but different long tail keywords, right? Because it's for boys and not for girls. You're going to see a huge difference in the click through rate and conversion rate. So again, quality, it could be, that was just one example of, you know, framing it in terms of keywords, but again, it could be a good design. It could be a bad design. Um, these are signals that are being measured at all times by the algorithms on all the major e-commerce marketplaces. So when we step back and we just say, okay, this is how it works. I'm not saying that I did anything wrong or right. <laughs> I mean, the algorithm essentially has to be convinced. And of course it takes a little bit of time. We're talking about new listings. Speaking of new listings, if you have no sales, you also have no reviews. Anybody who's ever done online shopping, come on now. We all love a little bit of uh, social proof, right? Uh, we like to see people utilizing those feedback mechanisms and saying, hey, I ordered this product and I'm a fan. On Amazon, obviously, uh, the reviews show up specifically for that product and customers have the ability to elaborate on what they liked, what they didn't like. They're able to choose a star rating, you know, one to five stars. They can even post pictures. Uh, Etsy, similar, not the exact same. Uh, when you get reviews, they're available across your whole account, which is good and bad, I guess. But uh, I think it's more good than bad, especially if you're just getting started. Uh, and I think you can still filter down to the product as well. But for the most part, it's it, people are looking at you know your account name and the number of stars underneath it associated with the number of sales. Uh, either way, getting reviews and just having some positive social proof from previous customers is going to have a significant positive <laughs> impact on your conversion rate. So don't lose sight of that. By the way, I wanted to remind you guys, I have a free print-on-demand mini course. It's linked in the description. All I need is your email address, and I will send you a couple different lessons to get you started. And I've got a great Amazon Merch Facebook group linked in the description. Check those out. New listings. Don't overlook this one. This is a big one. They're not indexed by Google. You know Google, the most trafficked website in the world. Uh, yeah. If we're not indexed by Google, Google's web crawlers don't know that our new product listing exists, well, then we're not leveraging the really um, favorable placement that product listings on websites like Amazon and Etsy get for their domain authority. You know how we pay Amazon and Etsy for every sale that we make through their platforms? Uh, they, I think Amazon calls it like the marketplace facilitator fee. Um, you wouldn't see that on merch. You see it on uh, Seller Central. <laughs> well, it is something that we do kind of pay for, right? I mean, we, we benefit from being, from having a product listing on the, the marketplace, on Amazon, on Etsy, but also the, they get favorable placement because their domains carry a lot of authority on Google, you know, the biggest search engine in the world, the most trafficked website in the world. Give it some time. Google will index our product listings, all right? And then once they're indexed, they're eligible to show up in search results. It doesn't mean that they'll instantly show up at the top, but at least they have a chance and depending on how it's performing. And I mean, now I don't want to go on a web developer tangent, but like if Google has their tracking code on Etsy on Amazon, which I haven't honestly gone and looked for, but I'm going to imagine that they're not, it's not there probably. Cause I don't know if Amazon and Etsy want to share necessarily everything with their competition. If it was, then Google would be able to track more than just how often links are being clicked 
in Google search results, but they'd they'd also be able to track the whole customer journey and see how high of a percentage it's converting, which is the same metrics that the algorithms on Amazon and Etsy track that determine how favorable of placement you get on their internal search. Google could reflect that in their search as well if they knew, you know, how what percentage people are converting at. Um, these are strong signals. And again, on the internet, everything's tracked. All right, it's simple uh, JavaScript. It's it's really not even hard to do. <laughs> All right, and the last one, number five, guys, uh, don't overlook the fact that other websites exist, you know, outside of Google, and you are not indexed by any of them as well. This is another huge benefit of existing on these major e-commerce platforms. Not that you can't have a Shopify store and get a backlink or, you know what I mean, get people linking to your products, but a lot of times these third-party websites, blogs, I don't know, it's funny, we used to just call them websites. Now, if it's not like a major, you know, internet hub, uh, then we just say, I don't know, third-party website, you know, those people that <laughs> haven't caved and, and killed their website and just made a Facebook group or something. Um, but, you know, it, you get backlinks and backlinks also send a strong signal to people like Google who are trying to determine how high you should rank on um, Google search results. Well, if websites in your niche link to your product, which is not uncommon on Amazon, you know, Amazon has that uh, affiliate program called Amazon Associates, like, they actually incentivize you if you are a blog operator or something to go get an affiliate link and get paid if you send people to Amazon that convert. And what's cool is like I could link you to a t-shirt if you go and you buy the shirt, but you also had like other stuff in your cart, I would get a kickback on everything in your cart that are, that you bought on that trip that originated from clicking my link. So um, this is stuff that I used to like worry more about back when I you know, was doing my web developer thing. Um, you know, I built some pretty successful websites back in the day, you know, but that was like just me kind of experimenting, testing, becoming a better developer, um, stuff like that. But I never got rich off Amazon associates, but I have made, you know, at least like 10 K probably over the years, you know, I've had people buy like vacuum cleaners and I'll get like 50 bucks from just that sale alone. Anyways, guys, that's what I wanted to share with you today. If you found it useful, please hit that like button. Roughly half the people who watch my videos aren't subscribed, so if you want to subscribe, that would be much appreciated. On my way out, I wanted to remind you I have a full Amazon merch course that will fast-track you to getting tiered up and getting your business like maximized for profitability. You can learn more in the uh, link in the description. And just a reminder, I do have a private community. I answer questions every day. I go live at least twice a week, once for office hours and once where I do a weekly presentation, show you my shirts that have been selling lately, talk about like what's the top niche opportunity and lots of other things, basically uh, lots of tutorials in there. If you want to take 40% off your membership and join, the link is in the description. Thanks again, guys, for watching and I'll see you tomorrow with a new video.